welcome to Everyday Horror, where we watch at least one horror movie for every day of October in this year of our Lord 2017. And then, for better or worse, we talk about them. Golly, this is going to be one of the worst. The latter. Uh, my name is Danny Roth. I am a contributing editor and online personality for Sci-Fi Wire. And uh, I usually like horror movies. This is a movie that I own we're going to talk about, and I'm so sorry to the other people in this room. Uh, let's just all go around and do our introductions again, as though we recorded more than one podcast today, because we did. Raven? Uh, I'm Raven Jacobowski. I'm a tailor for film and television, and I also live in this house. And And... Is this the first time you've seen this movie all the way through? It is the first time I've seen this movie all the way through. I have a big background in slasher movies. Okay, so it's a slasher. Boy, you're really a slasher. Just, just spoiling it. Okay, who's next? Joy? Hi, I'm uh, Joy Selden, and I thought I liked slasher movies. Yeah, until now. I really now. thought I did. A- and? Hi, this is Nella. And this was baby's first slasher. And yeah, this is the best part is that is that so uh, Nella has never really watched a trashy horror film before. No, Uh, it is really the majority of what I own because I have this opinion that even bad film should be preserved so that we learn something. And uh, we'll try to talk about the lessons that we learned from the 19. What is this? 81? 1981 classic, technically, it is technically a classic, Graduation Day. Uh, This is in my collection because it has Linnea Quigley in it. I will pretty much own anything that has that woman in it because I think that she is very talented. Uh, I mean, she takes off her clothes in pretty much everything that she does except for sorority babes and the slime ball bolorama, but that's not the reason why I'm a fan. They decided it's to stick part of the that reason why I'm a fan, film. but also she's she is genuinely pretty talented. I don't really think you get to see much of her talent in this film, uh, but I look forward to seeing her actual talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual you movies, should, yes. her actual tatas. Sorority babes in the slam ball ballorama will be a great. That's that one is fun, legitimately fun, and she does not take off her clothes for that one. But she is briefly in this. This is a film wherein uh, there is like a track team or just, you know, are they all on the track team? They and are, they just do they other are things all too? on the track team and some of them and are also all, on yeah, other teams. Yeah, and some of them do other stuff like some of them do some pole vaulting or some Gymnastics. of them are gymnasts. And yeah. There's a fo- football guy. <laughs> yeah, there's a football guy. There's just all kinds of stuff. Anyway, uh, so this there's a girl... She's running at the beginning of the movie. They're playing some real nineteen seventies riff stuff. I wish it was that song. Instead, it was like it was like you know. And she has no idea how to run. Yeah, she runs real bad, and then she dies. And then the whole movie is basically. No, wait, wait, wait. Aren't we gonna? Do we want to spoil this for people? Yeah. All right. So, are we gonna tell people to watch this film or warn them away? So, look. Here's what I would say about this. Um, it. I don't want to say don't watch it, and the the reason that I mean people can can disagree. This is going to be a you know, not everybody has to have a hundred percent lock stock uh, agreement on these things. But this movie uh, cost what two hundred fifty thousand dollars to make, yeah, and made some twenty odd million dollars, something like that. So here's the thing: um, this movie was successful. And it came out, I think, during a time in which slashers were really starting to gain a lot of ground. This is a little bit post-Halloween. But, you know, it's it's significantly in that territory where you've got your your Jason Voorhees and you got your Freddy Krueger. And there's a lot of other movies that I think are coming out that are very much in the vein of this. Uh, this is a school slasher, so it's kind of like a like a final exam or a fatal games. So, I mean... If you like those, it's kind of interesting to watch one done so poorly because <laughs> it really is not good. Yeah, it, it it takes a lot to love this thing. <laughs> I gave it a lot of rope and a lot of time and I can't quite remember when it happened. I want to say 30 minutes in where I just stopped giving. I mean, I will look. Every- I will say this: we did start fast forwarding through this in places. We did the old one point five, where because there's a lot of music. It's oddly musical this film, and not 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 to its benefit. I feel let's like say. someone watched Grease too and was like, "Want to know what this needs? 
more slasher shit. Hop. Yeah, yeah. This. What if Grease two, but slasher? I mean, as a, as a completionist for slasher movies, I would say this one is worth watching. It's it's an entry in a time period sure, sure. where they're and you know, and figuring I, I, out. I believe I believe well, this so this was put out um, by Vinegar Syndrome some years ago. This is like the fiftieth uh, thing they ever released. It, it, I mean, as always, the quality of the transfer is great. It's a 4K transfer. They did a very good job of that. So if it's a movie that is already in your repertoire, you haven't watched it in a while, and you want to see how it looks, again, I mean, I'm not going to tell people not to watch it. That's my that's my personal opinion. That is how I feel about it. Um, but it is not good. It is nothing good about it, except for like weird moments of goodness, and they actually increase the rage. No, calling this movie a trash fire is an insult to trash fires because wow. at least a trash fire is something you get drawn to and you huddle around for it could warm. possibly keep you when warm. When you're at a yeah. very low point in your life and it's one bright shining beacon of hope at least. Yeah, I mean, I would say watch like Final Exam instead. There's a couple other school movies that are better. Uh, I would There's... not I would not say to watch Fatal Games either uh, unless like, okay, here is, imagine uh, a movie wherein there's just all people getting javelins thrown at them. And if that appeals to you, Fatal Games is the movie for you. Um, gosh, I've seen a lot of dumb slashers in my time. There are a lot to is go a around. Real, yeah, there, I mean, look, w- once you get to about 1980 in particular, which is when the first Friday comes out, that's the moment when you know that everyone's going to start imitating Halloween to some degree. And then it really takes over for a solid 10 to 15 years. There's just so goddamn many of them. Yeah, and this is really a time period where they are starting to find niches within a slasher genre. So you end up with, it's a slasher, but at school. It's a slasher, but at summer camp. It's a slasher, but it's at college or wherever. Or on vacation. Or on vacation. You start finding excuses to have a slasher in a limited location. Sure. uh, So that... It sort of fits the bill for that. There are definitely better entries in this part of the genre. I look, but, you I know, would just if say, you, if you like a slasher, watch is, it, why This not? is a film wherein, yeah, like, from the perspective of it, it was a success. This movie was successful. And that is fascinating all on its own to be able to watch and be like, wow, this thing made money. Why? I don't know. And yeah, as a completionist. So I would say yes. Would you say yes, Raven, that people should watch it or no? Uh, I would say yes if it sounds like something you'd be into, but if you're more of like a haunted house or a, if you're not into slashers, don't to, bother. You need to really be into slashers. Yeah, you got to want position. it. Is there any way that you would recommend this? Don't let it be your first slasher. Okay, I'm really sorry. <laughs> sorry about to that. be fair, Nella, though, it's all up from here. Like the majority <laughs> of the slasher films are still all up from here, even the trash fights. Yeah, I'm not showing you Fatal Games for sure. I but. mean, I, I, would, I think I would just have preferred like a better idea of the genre before I got into the weeds with the That's a fair. with a bad version of one. That's a fair cop. I I would say if if you're uh I would say if you are planning on watching this film before listening to the podcast, I would say there is a twist. So maybe watch the film if you really want to know. Yeah. All right. So look, here's the plot of the film. It's it's not complex. This isn't rocket science. Uh, this young girl dies after completing, after coming in first in a race. And, and it's a tragic, it's a tragic, it's act. a tragic death. Like, it's not, it's no, it's not a murder. No, she it's is, a, a blood cloth. It's, it's like an aneurysm she gets. Yeah. yeah. Like, so she gets that. And now her sister has returned to town to sort of, I guess, accept some kind of award on her sister's behalf, be there in some kind of capacity for the graduation the graduation day in question and she becomes, or I guess like the plan was, so it doesn't quite go this way, becomes embroiled in an ongoing series of serial murders. Uh, and it becomes about who is killing and why in two days, right over the course of two days. So Damn. the, the immediate it's very, issue it's very for me, uh, so there, there are basically three failings that this movie has in particular and all of which are like these are sort of like the three tenets of almost any movie but certainly i think in terms of slashers uh one um we do not have a lead protagonist it seems like we're going to 
it seems like this sister is going to be the lead character. And then she just vanishes during the entire, like, she's at the beginning of the first act, but by the end of the first act, she's out. She's not really an important character in the entirety of the second act, and she doesn't really become important again until, like, the last, like, 15 of the third act. That's a huge problem because then there's no central focus. We don't also, we understand to some degree that there, so the killer, right, has to have rules. This is a big part of slashers is that there's some degree of, like, understanding of how a slasher works, how a killer operates, and car movies are supposed to have rules. All we have of this is that um, the killer has a stopwatch, and by some arbitrary mean, um, it's always 30 seconds. But, like, it seems to me that the killer just says, like, oh, like, I'm I'm probably about 30 seconds away from this, because, like, when they start the stopwatch, it's, like, kind of random. So I don't really understand the rules at all. Yeah, the, the stopwatch is supposed to be symbolic of the girl at the beginning, Laura, of her run. Right. So there's that. But and, it, but again, it's not clear when the killer is actually pressing go on the stopwatch, like as as he's planning. And then there to- is the third aspect, which is that the deaths should be dope. Like, you're really looking for deaths that are intense, that you're like, oh, like that should be, you know, when you either see the death or discover the body, you should have a really, a, like a reaction to it, right? That's either it's scary or it's exciting, it makes you laugh, something. There yeah. should be some kind of instant emotional response. That's the fun of slashers and a lot of horror movies. And this is like a, a sub rule. You want your killer to have a shtick. Sure. So either the shtick is they That's part are, of the rules. Yeah. They're using the same murder weapon, say they always use a machete, or they have a shtick, say their weapon is always sports paraphernalia, for instance. Right, or, or yeah, like I've, I wear a mask, or sure. yeah, whatever but, it is. But this killer, there's the stopwatch shtick, but weapon of gloves. choice is just like, and it's not even whatever's handy, he's clearly bringing stuff in from elsewhere for some of these, but it's random. Like sometimes it's just a plain old knife. I think the first one was a switchblade. Yeah. yeah there is a, a split switchblade situation. And then there's, and a then there's, yeah, they try to use the this sort of misdirect. Dumbest. Yeah. So they have a rapier, right? Like he's we all like, there's, mad a, about yeah, this. there's a whole fencing situation and there, I would say it's the closest thing that the killer has to a consistent weapon. That's Which the only makes one that no gets, sense and yeah. doesn't tie into the movie at all, no, so it it's doesn't. garbage. And the worst part is not even that, but the fact that it's it's like a it's like it's a, it's a foil, it's a fencing foil but initially, then it's not. but then it's like a broadsword. <laughs> yeah, it's really like the weapon doesn't make any sense, and those things are not you're not really killing people with those things, you know, like it's it's not it's certainly not the way that he murders folks. So this is really these are the the three uh, major overarching reasons why the film does not ultimately work um i'm trying to think if we can talk about anything that does work i mean the editing to me was just killing me i mean i listen i actually don't i don't think the i actually don't think the acting is bad i will say that i will say that i, I think, don't think the acting is i think is that, that, that the like some of the actresses are a little goofy that like there's two actresses that seem to just kind of like laugh their way into scenes sometimes or they're like <laughs> there's you know yeah, and there was a lot like of... stealing someone's football so that the guy can get stabbed with a football knife yeah uh, there was I, or you I, know I... like they they run in on the gymnast before the gymnast can get killed like there's definitely i mean i guess there's supposed to be some sort of misdirect in a way but where's the movie where those two are the killer yeah that was yeah. way more yeah. interesting so spoilers they're not the ones but you know, that is a little bit weird, but um, I I think Linnea Quigley is fun. I, I feel that pretty much from the start, Linnea's whole shtick. This is like a, it's weird because it's not film consistency. It's like career consistency. She's always the one that's like, I want to get laid. Why aren't, why isn't your dick out of your pants? Like, let's go. 
I just really enjoy that it's so unabashed. And in real life, she's actually pretty shy, but it just for some reason, movies bring this. Like, they'll be like, hey, do you want to do this? And she's like, sure, whatever, as long as there's a paycheck in it. But she really sells it. She's really very funny with it. I think that she's a very, a very physical, very giving performer. So I find her to be pretty fun. What's interesting about Linnea Quigley's role is that she was not originally supposed to be in this film. However, there was another actress who is at the very start of the film, and she did not uh, she did not sign on for the degree of nudity that this film wanted from her. So they just wrote her out. They were just like, ah, I guess we'll just replace her, and like hopefully no one will notice that like this one actress is gone, and now there's a completely new actress in her place. But I mean, it like, is relatively unnoticeable. Like that's the I only mean, thing. I mean, in the, the midst of all the other problems in the film, it's like who even cares? But. Yeah, I mean, I think Linnea Quigley is fine. And I think that some of the teacher and principal stuff is hilarious in its awkwardness. There's a music teacher who's got this very Jerry Lewis vibe. How did you feel about Jerry Lewis? Teacher. Oh, the teacher? Yeah, no, Jerry Lewis. How do you not feel Larry about Jerry Lewis? Not actual Jerry Lewis. How do you feel about Jerry Lewis? No, how do you feel about that teacher who's the music teacher? Baffled. <laughs> he's, Baffled. Got a, he's got a great leisure suit. Oh, sure. He kind of walks around and is like, it's hey, amazing. ladies, it's amazing and all, and all the teachers find... are kind of into him, and that's cool. It's amazing what you can find at Goodwills in the 80s. Yeah, I mean, this 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 film, yeah, I mean, it had more of a budget than I thought it did, but boy, uh, <laughs> it's a real trauma classic. The did not go to the cost. <laughs> no, yeah. that is not where it also, went. Also, like, the, 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 um, the athletics coach, who's also the woodworker. Woodworking yeah, coach. I, think, I think he got and demoted. Like the, I think that was the implication. Yeah, oh, I think he was going to be fired when it was all over. I think at the end of the school year, he was he was gone. And I thought yeah. like like he's kind of over intense, but again, at least this is a person making an attempt. Mm-hmm. Like he's really he's going for it. Whatever they've given him, he's really just. I think that he just didn't have a lot, and so he just went all in. He just used all of his energies that he could. And we are supposed to believe that he is the killer. Prime he's the misdirect. He's the I misdirect. also think. In defense of the writers, and I, I'm not sure 100% that this is what they're going for, but I think a part of the reason why we lose track of the sister character is because we're supposed to think that she's the killer. They really set us up a red herring for her because she unpacks her suitcase and there's a gray sweatsuit and gloves in there. I just think that that's a mistake. I mean... Yeah, I don't think it's necessary. I, it, it's completely unnecessary, and I think it would have made much more sense for us to have somebody... To follow, for the most part. I just don't see... I mean, it's fine for you to have kind of an overall... It's fine to have multiple characters. You know, you could have had... I mean, you could have had two that were leads. I mean, look at, you know, like Nightmare on Elm Street. There's a girl that you start with and she dies partway through. And then you're with Heather Langenkamp's character. For the rest of the duration of the film, there are other characters that you care about. But there are definitely characters that you are really following. And it's very strange to me that here we have someone who is clearly at some point meant to be the lead and that she starts the film and closes the film and then she just vanishes. That just, doesn't make any sense to me at all. I feel like the sister misdirect in the beginning, like I feel like it was part of an earlier script and they dropped it and that's it why does she kind of feel that way. And, and the thing is at that point, like because the way they film her too is a throwback, right? Because you think about it and there's... Um, the original Friday the 13th begins this way, wherein you're in a guy's car and he's being kind of a sleazeball and you're seeing part of a person but not the whole person and then they kill the driver. And at that point, you're supposed to be kind of getting tipped off. Right? Is it Friday the 13th? It's, it's, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, doesn't the fog also open with the hitchhiking? It might. This is a pretty common, this is a trope. For sure, but it's Friday the 13th came in 1980, so I think that, that this particular film, I think Graduation Day, oh, is, is specifically like what movie? Showgirls. <laughs> oh, boy, guys. Oh, yeah, it does. God, I'm, I'm folks, not saying I totally y'all. expected her to be like, Nomi Malone, different places. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I would say that they are they are kind of pulling, it's weird to do that, though, to pull a motif from another film Hey, do you guys remember this other movie? Well, here it is again. It's like, I yeah, I got it. Like, I know that some people are like, hey, we're going to start all the way up here and then pull down. Like, it's like a touch of evil. No, I don't care, y'all. Nobody cares about this. Um, it just doesn't help the, the narrative. It doesn't help the character. And it does sort of give the sense, like, we don't know, right? But you, you say, well, maybe 
they didn't have a clue what they were doing yet. And the yeah. fact that that's even a consideration is not does not speak well. I feel like I feel like that almost <laughs> I feel like the uh, the Navy stuff might have even been tacked on at the end. Yeah, it's kind of like, weird because you know, that's you know, another thing. All right, yeah, so she, yeah, so, enough. yeah, so she was in she was in the Navy. This is another thing. Yeah, this and it's so weird because, yeah, you get all this front heavy stuff. She was really close with her sister. Her sister, she felt, is the only one that she really had. She gets attacked by, like, sexually in a way by this guy who she's hitchhiked with. And she's like, I was in the Navy, buddy. I'll make you eat your balls or whatever, you know, whatever. And not, then there's whatever. a whole thing with the stepdad. Or- yeah. Yeah. And then there's this whole stepdad thing where the stepdad doesn't like her and the mom's a, like, is clearly a drunken mess for many reasons. But it seems it suggests sort of that even before the sister had died, that there was that, bad that blood this, in this the house. This was already a bad situation. So. It's just a lot of unclear stuff. And then the only thing that really could have saved the film would have been just blisteringly dope deaths, which we don't really get. Are there, I mean, we get one. one There's one great one. So we've got, all right. So we're, so we get the gymnast death, which is a, which is the supposed to be like the rapier or whatever. Yeah, and that's the world's garbage. sharpest fencing foil. Yeah. The football death. There's a football death where in a, the killer throws a football that has uh, a sword in it. God, that was so bad. And I remember seeing, I just, he had the sword in the football, which I'm just like, how did you even get the hilt? You know what? It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Yeah, I thought Nella was going to die during this death sequence. There and, was so much rage. And like, you, all you, you saw where it was coming from. If he throws that fucking football, like with that rapier sticking out of it to stab him. If he does a, if he throws it, I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna do it, and then he throws it, and it enters his abdomen, and I just, I lost it. I screamed. I just, my rage. It, it was pretty bad. It was and so then bad. Linnea quickly gets attacked with the sword, also, but she does a lot of running around first, and the guy that she was just trying to have some sex with also gets killed. Yeah, he gets like his he's head tra- chopped off. Yeah, yeah no, like that was... Straight up decapitated. Yeah, that was okay, but it's just like, again, it's all it's all in the edit and the shooting, and it's just not done well. Like a cool, I feel like the direct- like a, de- a decapitation should be cool, and it's not. I think for the deaths, the biggest thing for me was that this takes place in a period of a, like a pretty much a day and a half, and there's none of the shock or surprise of young people dying. Like you're setting up for your graduation day, best day of our lives, and like, like all right, so the one reason, like the one death that actually got a reaction from us was a javelin. No, not what's that? We're pole called vault. Po- pole vault, right? So, day of graduation, he's just out there practicing for for shits and giggles for no reason, and and of course, like kind of called it like, okay, are, are there are there things in the mat? He's gonna land on the mat. He's gonna yeah, good. Cool, that actually got a reaction. But wouldn't have been so much better if it was an actual like rally or something with the school. Like this wasn't a still a couple of days before graduation and all these kids start dying and this kid dies in front of everyone. Yeah, and it becomes a crisis. Or like here's a here's a thing that would have been cool if we knew any of their names hey. or like anything about them. I'm the because it would just one. be like, oh, there's a kid with a stick. I'm oh, I guess slut. he's a pole vaulter. Oh, now he's dead. Yeah. I'm the one who's in, on the gymnast team because we watched me change in the locker room. Yeah, it was like, hey, here are my titties, and now gyms, gymnasts. And there's, yeah, now there's just like really weird things that they'll throw in. It's as though you can sort of see the the beginnings of an idea, right? So the gymnast girl, we see her breasts, and it's like, okay, great, good. I'm glad we could have this moment. And then she's out there doing her gymnast shit and the coach is like staring at her like, you know, with like straight up rape eyes. Like it's really bizarro. Like in his chops. Yeah. And it's a really, really weird situation. And, and it's definitely meant to. And I get it that they're trying to suggest that he's perhaps the bad guy. But just I don't know that it works. And also it's r- super unpleasant. Like I, I can't imagine anybody watching that and being like. I'm having a wonderful time. Even the photographer in that scene, like, because there's a local paper photographer taking photos of her. Yeah, even, I wish that the, that photo, the photographer her, hadn't gotten the cut coach, out. Like, uh, oh, oh, this is really uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel oh like he should have stuck around. Like, where was that character that just got dropped? <laughs> like, he should have just called the cops and been like, yo. He should have been our protagonist. Like, 
I don't know about that, but he definitely, <laughs> they could have brought him back in. No, Navy girl could have been asking questions. He could be like, you know, I kind of been noticing this weird stuff. And, and then you know what could happen? Yeah, and that's stuff, right. And there's he someone been lurking like, in the background. He could have been like, check all this shit out. And then they could have gone down to the library and you know what? Done My, some research. My, microfiche. Microfiche. Where was that? No, that fifty percent better. Just yeah, yeah, there yeah. instantaneously just, a better film. We're, we're just saying this now, though, and I'm realizing we have all of the building blocks in this to just make Scream. You've got the local paper yep. reporter. Yeah, you've got a crappy local cop, and you've got oh yeah, uh, a female protagonist with brown hair. I it's hey. really kind of surprising, by the Cha-ching. way, like BT does it all. Yeah, and and a death that's sort of disconnected at the very beginning. Yeah, right. You get your Drew Barrymore thing, but there is a cop. This is like, boy, this is like like going back on it. You're like, boy, they really just wanted to layer this. They thought they were really building layers here. There's a there's like a, a bad cop who you know it's the 1970s, and so like he catches the kids smoking weed, and they're like, it's. It's oh, I guess it's not the same well, anymore. Cop? But he it, was like it, you know, but it, clearly security. when they filmed it, it wasn't quite full full tilt Reagan yet. So they were like, cops can't do anything to to drugs. <laughs> and yeah, like bad mouthing him right in front of his yeah, face. and then and he's, he's like, and then he's smoking too, some reefer, and you're like, oh my god, this is just stupid. But then we see him like one more time. He doesn't have anything to do with anything. No, he really is. T- he's like another misdirect, I guess. Like you're supposed to be like, is he doing? It's like, it just. You know, you have to if you're going to give me a list of characters that might be a killer, I should be able to feel like, oh, no, or I knew it about literally any of them. And I just don't really, except for the the person who winds up being the killer. And you're like, I guess that makes sense. But at that point, it's like, then what was what was the point of everything else? So and th- and that's the weird thing is like none of the rest of the mis- the all the Mr. X were still weird and gross like even even the main uh female quote-unquote protagonist has this super creepy moment with one of her sister's friends oh yeah her necklace like, for a little too long yeah like, it's really weird and also she's she, she's like oh like my sister's dead to some random girl like jogging well, it's gotta go. She's like, hey, you. You know, for the briefest, hottest of seconds, because at the very beginning of the movie, the guy that gropes her in the car is going on about like lesbos and the name. Oh, yeah, you thought that she was gay I too. Th- you maybe. know what? I thought, are they are they just gonna do the sleazy like like 1980s lesbian killer? Because, you know, fuck it. All right. Okay. That I yeah, feel yes, like. Yes, B- BT dubs, by the way, the reason why I did not uh, recommend Fatal Games is because spoilers. There is a bit of that, uh-huh. um, and that that is oh, a pretty common it. '80s theme. That does happen again I, and know, again. You like, know, they lay it out, and then she has the weird necklace moment with the other girl, and I'm like, okay, weird, creepy lesbian killer. Let's all right, fine, all right, that's what we're doing. And it wasn't that at all. No, I mean, like at and least at I least at that, that point, it's quick. kind of expected. I mean, it doesn't make it good, but at least you know what you're in for. Yeah, I just okay, so. <laughs> It's really, it really is a challenge to talk about this film. I would say that there, so there are two characters that we have not discussed yet, and those are the uh, the principal and his secretary. This is another baffling pairing. I don't think you're ever supposed to think either of them are the killers. Like, I think they're supposed to be like the comedy relief. They are definitely yeah, the comedy definitely relief. That. You know, because like she'll go in and be like, "What do you want?" And he'll be like, "I want a, ass. I want a piece of that." But also, can you do your job, yeah, please? But also and she's like, and she's like "I don't want to do my job." And he's like, "Listen, Blondie," because that's her name apparently. Uh, and then she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Can you just do your job, please?" But also, could you do your job like times ten? Yeah, but then like, can you do you get, your you get, job yeah, to and, infinity and, and, yeah. right back at you? And then, and then, and then he's like, "Wine tonight." Yeah, he's like, "I'll give you a bottle of wine," and then you know, you know, and she's like, "No," and then she's like, "Yes," because I guess there's just not a lot of options in this town. Because she's great. Because she's a really good salty secretary, good salty secretary character. I would say that like this is another character that I could have seen more of. If I could have gotten more salty secretary, that would have been a lot of fun because she really just, she had a good beat on everybody. I feel like I would have been able to understand like some backstory for some of these characters through her shade. You know, she could have been like walking over the water cooler and being like, Linnea Quigley, 
had sex with Jerry Lewis to try to get out of summer school. Did y'all know that? And it worked. I was really hoping the Jerry Lewis character would be gay. Yeah, I was hoping but it's, it's so hard. Yeah, I don't know. I definitely knew that he was going to be a sleazy guy that had sex with his students. I knew that was 100% where we were going with that. There was no I way it was going to be any other way. But yeah. I just really wanted the other thing. I guess Pretty that would have been better. Lady. I guess. I, yeah, nice lady. Hello, nurse. Oh, God. This movie is so bad. Um, so I guess we could talk about where the movie finally winds up. There is, so there is a killer, and the killer is someone I guess that we have not talked about at all because there's just not much to him. Yeah, it's not like you see him a lot. So the so the girl who dies at the beginning, the girl who is the track star, who just has an embolism pop in the brain, she has a boyfriend, and the boyfriend loved her very much, and they were going to get married right after they got out of school because that's a great idea. Always works really well. And uh, I mean, it does work sometimes. I was going to say, disclaimer, sometimes it does work. It does. It's very, it's very, very, very rare. I have like one pair of friends that that happened with, and I'm very grateful that they're happy, but they beat those odds. So that is where that was going to go. And he is pretty upset that his girl is dead. And, you know, I mean, fair play. I would also be. To be fair, I think his girl also kind of died in his arms. Like. There was sort of an implication that she, like, she dropped and he was the first one to get to her. Guys, yeah. does anyone actually remember what his name is? Because all I can think of him is, a, is as James Hurley from Twin Peaks. He's like. Oh, and in my mind, all. All I, I can hear is a sad boner music in my head, which is James's theme from Twin <laughs> sad Peaks. Sad boner music, huh? We call it, we call it the sad, sad boner, boner music. music. When you hear it, you will know the sad boner music. Go back, rewatch the music that plays whenever James is on the scene in Twin Peaks. Is Tell it me Kevin? it isn't sad boner music. What's his name? Is it Kevin? I'll just keep it's calling him blue, James Hurley. Blue, blue shirt guy. Blue shirt blue guy? He's wearing a blue shirt. <laughs> Jerry Curl. I guess my foot was hitting something on the computer and now <laughs> yes, it things was. have really gone. It, I didn't realize really that was what was going on. I and wasn't then, sure if we should say something. I was just like, he, he knows what he's doing, right? Nope, I did not. I did not know. Sorry. Folks. <laughs> Folks. I did not so, know. Your your host was just actually horizontal on the floor trying to think of something else to say about this film. Yes, that's what was happening. This is the very professional nature of my work. Uh, uh, yes, I very much was. I mean, is it possible that his name was Kevin? That's what I was thinking. Well, is, Kevin, there's right? no, is he there's Kevin? No, there's no way to really know except watching it again. I'm going to say that he's Kevin. I'm well, going to so, say, say he's Kevin, babe. Track field uh, James Hurley. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to call him Jerry. I was going to be like, uh, Jerry. Um, so, yes. So he is killing everybody because he blames everybody else for this girl's completely random death. Yeah. For, well, they, they pushed her too hard. They pushed yeah. her too hard. That's not actually how windmills work, but okay. He's convinced it's and not just the coach's uh, fault, but everybody on the team's fault. But not his, I guess. Yeah, like, the very, the I don't very, think he was on the team. Oh, okay. He is on I, I the can't team. really. Oh, no, is he? I th- yeah, I thought they were all in, on the in team. In the very, very he's opening a scene, uh, they're, when they're yelling and screaming for her to cross the finish line, he's sort of the only one that looks concerned. Is he in a jersey? And yeah, he's in a jersey. Apparently, her jersey number flops back and forth in that opening, also. Does it? Dead girls, yeah. Apparently her number switches from 40 to 45 a couple of times. Nah, Thanks, she, IMDb. Thanks, IMDb. That's weird. It's very weird. Appreciate it. So they were clearly on it. But yeah, they, so uh, it was like everyone else is like screaming for her to do the thing and he's just kind of staring at everyone else. And I think partially staring at the coach too because he, he mentions later of like, what were you screaming at her oh, while she was crossing the line, man? It's a, yeah, it sure is something. It sure is. So there's that, there's the, yeah, there's the principal who I just looked up and discovered that, you know, he's a voice actor and and in point of fact played a really weird character, which is uh George American liquor from uh, a John Crickfalusi animated series that never like, so he was in one episode of Ren and Stimpy uh, where he plays George, George American or George liquor. Uh, and it's like a dog show episode, I believe. It's like this really weird episode where there's a dog show. And then they had um, a whole show, on, which was like Spumco. It was like one of the earliest 
non-YouTube flash animation things. And it was really like when you discovered how bizarro John Crickfalusi is and not how did anybody ever think that he should be making stuff for kids. Really weird. It, and, and it is in a way I thought, oh, this is as though if someone said you should show graduation day to your children. It's kind of like that. So this guy is the principal, and he's a real scumbag. PSA, not a film for kids. Yeah, yeah, not a film for children. I mean, I guess if you caught it, I guess there's a basic cable version out there probably that kids could the, watch. The UK, what was it? The UK pulled it for yeah. gratuitous yeah. something? I'm going to look it up. It's just not really, it's definitely for adults, but it's just, you know, the deaths we are not that grisly. We were talking about Kevin, possibly. Oh, yeah. So Kevin's the guy. We he's, started out talking. He's the killer. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off on a tirade about this. I just saw something about the principal. Anyway, so Kevin's the killer. He's got. He's keeping the body of his dead girlfriend in his house. And uh, Joey just found something out. Sorry, no. I just, I uh, I pulled up the IMDb. <laughs> I forgot that Kevin said this. But yes, Kevin, Kevin is the boyfriend. Uh, somewhere earlier in the film, Kevin runs into... Laura's sister, and uh, oh yeah, you know, she idolized you, and the sister says something like, yeah, well, she was everything I had, and the boyfriend says, uh, Laura's still with me, she'll always be with me, that'll never change, and that's super gross. Go on. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. all right, so that, that really- That is literal. So that, yeah, that was literal. So that, God, Jesus. This movie is just really boring. I uh, Look, <laughs> blah, 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 he he makes it seem like the the, the gym teacher did it, They the cops shoot the gym teacher- then you find out it was him. He chases the cops the, shoot the gym teacher, who by the way was probably Boffin. Is yeah, yeah, probably, probably. So they chase uh, Anne Ramstead, who is the who is the the Navy girl and the sister of the girl that dies at the beginning. And they chase and chase and chase and chase and chase, and oh. eventually she starts finding all the dead bodies. And then she pushes him into one of the the death spikes from the guy that got it off the pole vault situation. And now he's dead. And then you're like, the end? Are we free? No. Yeah, and this is a part of the movie that that actually made us really angry. I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. Navy chick goes into Kevin's house and goes upstairs. And yep, there's her sister's corpse just hanging out in a rocking chair in her graduation outfit, which Kevin has lovingly put on her. It was a little uh, um, psycho, just just a little. Yeah, I think they were probably going for psycho. Just a little. But, but with some uh, really over-the-top corpse makeup. Oh, yeah. Uh, so she uh, has to, she struggles with Kevin, and in the struggle, she, like, falls forward on her sister, who's in a rocking chair. And oh, yeah, her sister's corpse flies yeah. forward and pushes Kevin out of a window. Yeah, and you think he's going to die, but then he doesn't. He doesn't. Good and then geez, there's this grief. huge stupid chase. Yeah, it's just really, so this is it. This is this is the part that's very frustrating. And then something even more frustrating happens. It is what I consider to be the most frustrating moment in the entire movie. Here's what goes down. He dies. Now we are at the end of the film and uh, we're in we're in bed with our now once again main character because now we know who the killer is so she can be the main character again. Uh, so Anne's taking a, take, taking a power nap or I guess like just sleeping full on and seemingly like a zombified version of Kevin walks in ready to kill her and he's in the corner and he's saying some scary ass shit and the mother comes in like it ain't no thing and flips on the light. And as she flips on the light, Kevin turns into the stepdad. And it's completely seamless. And it really makes you question insanity. And you think, what? How? But where the hell was this the rest like, of the movie? This is a really well done sequence. Why was not the whole movie like this? This is scary both in the visual. And from a psychological uh, point of view, where the fuck was this for an hour and a half? And and it was kind of fun. Yeah, it was a really cool moment. And I found myself thinking now if this had been the movie, you know, where you're following Anne and she is constantly kind of seeing things behind every corner and doesn't quite know what's real and what isn't, then it's because all she's in complete mourning. Something's not right. She only you, you you could still think that she was the killer if that is a, if that is a thing that you want to believe if you want to set that up as your 
as your writer director team? Well, I think it just it played so well into the psychological stress of being in that household with that dick stepfather of hers. Right. Like it's not. And so of course, out once of the killer control. is dead and she's like had this moment of like having to fight for her life, like you don't just shake that off. Yeah, you're gonna wake up yeah, at you night could have in cold sweat. Set up like, this idea that you know she could she could have even ha- been troubled when she was younger. She could have had I don't know schizophrenia. She could have had anything. She could have had something that had. She sort could of, have had a backstory. Yeah. yeah, she could have had a backstory, and that's part of why she went to the navy. It wasn't just to get away from the family. So she needed something that was going to center her. And as far as she was concerned, she just had this one sister, and that was the thing that rooted her to her family. And now she's coming back. The sister is dead. She's trying to cope with it. All these family problems bubble back up. And so she starts to not be able to rely upon her own mind to know reality. And that's a movie. And that is a thing that you see in a lot of uh, horror films, which is uh, a narrator, narrator that you can't quite trust, right? It's a good way to tell a story. It means that she could be the killer or she could not. And you don't lose anything in the process and you gain the ability to have her throughout the film. Just having someone going back and facing the demons of your hometown and your family life and now all these murders are happening and your sister was one of the first to die and her sister wasn't murdered, but just having that going back home and knowing it was a shit show. Like with the with obviously the, the teachers that are predatory, you know, the students that are dicks. Um, and oh look, someone's killing, you know, the, the kids that, you know, were in your sister's class. Like, all right, cool. So this is where I want to go before we wrap it up. We do these podcasts. Sometimes we watch a movie and we like it and we think that doesn't need a remake. That doesn't really need a lot of fixes. This is a movie that I feel (laughs) fundamentally on every level. Uh, I'm like, I could have done it better. So if we were going to make Graduation Day now or if we were adults in 1981 and, and we're the ones making this movie, uh, how would we do it? So this is a big element. We would have Ambi, the actual protagonist of the film. We mm-hmm. would explore all these sort of demons of high school life as she's returning back, both in the, the general sense, right? As adults were going, oh, right, high school. That sucked. Yeah. And as a kid, if you were in high school, you're like, yep, sure does. And also her specific experiences uh, as dealing with her family and this specific high school, which one assumes that she also went to. Could give her an excuse for her to also know who some of these teachers are, who the principal is, to have a pre-existing relationship. Maybe she was involved with some of these people. There's a lot of things that you could explore in a, in a way that is, uh, yes, I mean, potentially sexually predatory, but interesting. Yeah. Or um, even down to the like the bad police, where it's just like, did was it actually an accident? Like, was it just a blood clot, or, or is someone covering something up? Because everyone's in each other's pockets, like, or everyone's so, yeah. buddy buddy with each other. Like, who can you believe? Photographer. The photographer. Should, should, should we should we keep him in? Is it, oh, is yeah. it should he should he have he been a bigger, a bigger, bigger part? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. absolutely. And I think you, we need to expand the timeline on this sucker. Yeah. Like maybe a, maybe the week of graduation. Yeah, that would be cool if it was not like, over two days. Yeah, like, like it would be kind of cool. Give if it some like, space. Yeah, you like because you know the idea of like the 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 the, the stopwatch is kind of cool. Like it could be like you know you do a death and it's like and for God's sakes, actually, and then it's like you know like four days until graduation. I mean that three days until graduation. A countdown is kind of cool, and the idea that you're already dealing with a countdown as a concept. This is the thing where it's like. Take what you have. Yeah, take what you have. I think I think the stopwatch is a great idea. I think it would be even better if we could hear it actually ticking. Yeah, that would be more cool the too. Time. <laughs> like yeah, more yeah, yeah. of the time, like that could be your great Freddy Jason sound moment, you know, where you just have that like that innocuous sound that we were talking about in a previous podcast. Yes, of taking an innocuous indeed. sound and make it this scary freaking thing. Hey guys, wild idea. What if the killer actually killed them with like field and track shit? Yeah, like consistently, like yeah, yeah like gymnast gets hung on the silks, like you know, like okay, we keep in you know Paul Volting guy with the with the spike mat. Keep yeah, that's that for sure. You can keep that was really the one death that you thought cool. Um, the football guy doesn't need to have a sword in the football. There's got to be a better way to go about doing yeah. that. Got to be, I don't know, put a bomb in it. There you go. Yeah, so put I, a bomb like, in the football. <laughs> the, how amazing would that have been? Yeah, right. Exploding football. That would, would have been, been so dope. Good. So good. Oh my god. 
that's what I want from life. I don't think that that's, you know, that could have been a cool sequence. I know you only had 250000 to work with, but y'all made some money. I think you could, you could, I think you could it. do you something with the football helmet. Yeah, there's a lot. There's, been... I think there are things that you could do. So uh, I would say graduation day is bad, but th- the discussion of how you could make it better is kind of fun. Um, I think that the the death that the idea of keeping the dead body up there is cool. I think that's fine. It's fine. It's just fine. Um, I think uh, two things. One, this conversation that we had where it wouldn't have been cool if there was any kind of queer queer representation whatsoever. Fine. I mean, like you don't have to do like it would be nice to avoid the the creepy lesbian oh, stereotype. I was just expecting it because right, I, but I but I think that it's entirely possible to and then to the do very it. very beginning there was sort of a a, a un unidentifiable couple, which we couldn't entirely tell. Was. And here's another thing that you can sort of um, add on to. This is again when I talk about Linnea and Quigley, I find that uh, oftentimes in films. She is having what is very clearly consensual sex with somebody that's fine. This film, it's like almost there because she's got the guy that she's interested in, but not okay because she's having sex with the teacher in a way that's like, is this not, do I really, I don't think I need this. This is not really necessary. Um, I have said this before. I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but I will say it now. Having sexually active teenagers in a movie or sexually active people in a film is not weird. There's nothing wrong with blood and titties on on its face as a slasher thing. It's really it's more that it's about um, the nature of consent and how much control and how much we're specifically victimizing women in these scenes and how they're shot. That's always the problem to me. I don't think it's weird to say like, oh, people have sex and people enjoy watching sex scenes in movies. I don't think that's strange. So I don't think that Graduation Day needs to drop that, per se. It just needs to maybe not have, like, someone who's meant to be playing an 18-year-old having sex with their, like, 40-year-old teacher. That's, yeah. Especially when that the guy looks drop. like J- Jerry, Jerry Lewis. Lewis. It's like, could we not? Yeah, that ugh, power play, not? the power play stuff doesn't need to be in there. No. At this point, you might be thinking, I don't want to watch this movie. Or if I do watch this movie, I'm going to want to watch something that is better than this to sort of cleanse the palate. Um, so I want to go around the room and see if I can get some recommendations for films to watch in addition to or instead of Graduation Day. Raven? Well, you know, you already know all of the classic slasher movies that one might turn to. But, it's true. But if you're looking for another movie that was released the same year as this, that is a an entry in the slasher genre, I would go for The Burning all right. Why? Uh, uh, well, you are just going to start out with a bit of a better cast. You've got a Jason Alexander. Okay. Holly Hunter. Oh, oh, oh really? You you know, um, it actually has a great uh, score on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got an 86, which is pretty impressive for a horror movie. And I think that it, like this, is exploring a niche. It's exploring the sort of um, sleepaway camp niche not the movie sleepaway camp the summer camp niche uh and i think it's a more enjoyable movie it's a bit of a slow burn but i think it's got more to recommend it as a film than this one sure okay joy so if you're if you're a a fan of slasher movies and you really enjoy uh what they are and how they work um at first, I was going to just be like, just go back to the classics. Like, you know, pick a Nightmare on Elm Street or a or a Jason Friday the 13th something. Uh, but actually, I'm going to really recommend you see Behind the Mask, which I was talking to Danny about just before we started watching this flick, and I really wish we would have watched that instead. Danny, how dare Sorry. you? Sorry. No, uh, no, but it's fine. Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon is a horror mockumentary about slasher, uh, the these slasher villains and how they come about in their mindset and where, where they are in the world and where they fit in the story. And one of the uh, funniest and, and relatively scary things I've, I've seen for a slasher movie, I think it's pretty well done. Came out in, uh, I want to say, 06 or 08. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's my bid. 
No, do you feel like you have an answer to this one, or is this sort of out of well, your like wheelhouse? I said, yeah, this was baby's first slasher, so yeah, I got a lot of a lot of learning to do. All right, so this will be for you then. Um, I'm going to give a bevy of options. If you want something specifically uh, in a high school era, and you want to kind of marry something that's very classic, like Halloween, or Friday the Thirteenth, which is just sort of trying to ape in some small way, take a take another Jamie Lee Curtis joint, Prom Night. That's a possibility. There you go. Prom night's not a bad option. If you specifically want something that's like super schlocky, if you like stuff that's in the Linnea Quigley oeuvre, I would say check out Sorority Babes and the Slime Ball Bolarama. That movie is absolutely ridiculous, but it's very funny. It's very light. It's still, like, a, like I said, as, as with this one, it's a very blood and titties movie, but it's just so goofy that it's impossible not to laugh at it. So I think there's that. And then um, if you want a, a genuinely good slasher that still involves school in any capacity whatsoever, I think unquestionably the go-to is Black Christmas. Yeah, I mean, that's college, but it's still, it is in many ways, it's the proto. It, that along with Halloween is kind of what sets up how it's it's sort of I would say Halloween and 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 Black Christmas are the films that sort of successfully transformed the Italian giallo films to American slashers. Well, this is like a whole other discussion though, because we're talking now we're getting into specific day themed horror movies, which is a whole other subgenre. Sure, sure. Because then I, I would say Valentine's Day. You got to get on that. Yeah, but, but I mean, like I was trying to find things that had any element of graduation day like did you like is this a thing that you like from graduation yeah. day based on what we said do so. you like day in the title valentine's yeah. day okay <laughs> good job thanks buddy i tied it in for you good work okay thank you all for uh listening thank you guys for doing multiple podcasts in a day um before we wrap once again in case this is the first podcast somebody listens to with all of y'all can uh you please reveal for better or worse where they can find you on the internet raven you hate this so answer first uh you can sometimes find me on twitter at quotha raven okay joy and i'm on twitter at uh at jawberry which is just strawberry with a j uh you can find me at nelacronism on twitter where i will try to be more like the changeling and less like graduation day nicely (laughs) done my name is danny roth and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Ordinary. That is Danny within. That here we go. One more time. And I am Danny Roth. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Danny Ordinary. That is Danny with one N. Ordinary, also with one N. And remember, there's no better medicine for the horrors of every day than a little everyday horror. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.